show on the red stream on fishbowlradionetwork.com jump in Back in my day, we advertised like men. Get up on the rooftop and use what we called lung pyre. Come and get it! Nowadays, they got what's called the internet. It goes worldwide. And on this internet is what's called fishbowlradio.com, a network of over 100 personality-driven radio shows. Now that's a lot of lung power. Sounds like a good way to get the word out about your business. Call them, 817-633-4880, and jump in! This year, make your corporate event, holiday party, or birthday magical with the Magic Mirror Photo Experience. Your guests will love it and be talking about it for days. Plus, they'll even get to walk away with their own unique red carpet picture. It's fun, unique, and gives your occasion that special touch that your guests will appreciate. The Magic Mirror. Find us on Facebook to book now. Search Mirror Image Rentals. That's Mirror Image Rental. Let the magic begin. Share your voice, opinions, creativity, ideas, music, fbrn.us, Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in.
Okay, Daily, formerly a member of the world-famous Harlem Globetrotters. Coming up next is the Exes on the Fishbowl Radio Network. I can't wait to see what they got to say this week. Look out! up the scene I said I like to stand in a crowd and watch the people wonder damn but think about it then you understand I'm just an addict addicted to music maybe it's a habit I gotta use it Michelle Stimson, and you're listening to With the X's on Fishbowl Radio Network. Thank you. 
Kimberly Mathis. And in case you guys are wondering, LaKenya took a personal day. That's what she, that's what we're doing today. She's taking a personal day. Okay. And my producer, who's typically in here with me, he had to work like his real job. <laughs> So that kind of trumps this one. Absolutely. Uh, at least for tonight. So I said, I'm being tested because this is my first one on one with a guest. That's okay. So you get to experience me talking to myself in the car. It's okay. Like I'm on with uh, Didi and the morning team <laughs> and uh, Vida Loca. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll get through it. You're doing. good. So welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so glad to have Thank you here. You. I am, well, tonight's topic is wholeness, and we're going to get to that in a little bit. If you guys want to find out more about With The X's, you can go to www.withtheexes.com. And so, I know you, you see the shades here, so you're going to participate in something that we do around okay. here called Champagne and Shades with okay. Stony. So, you choose a pair. Okay. I talk about a hot topic that I heard about this week. And then we kind of dish it up a little bit about that. Okay. Kind of cut the nerves. That's really why I do this. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Sounds then we fun. jump right on in. So any pair that you would like to I'll wear. I'll take leopard because that's okay. my signature. Okay, then. I've got to get some more. And I, I'm i partial to the white ones. Okay. I, I try to match. Oh, that looks good. That looks really good. Thank you. So I'm going to work with these. Okay. Now, that's high. Okay. That's high. Those I'm are cute. Good. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so the listeners know that With the Exes is the safe place to start the hard conversations. And right. so I don't know how much you know about the show, but it's myself. Yes. My husband mm -hmm. who produces the show and his ex-wife who is my guest co-host. Right. And so we talk about those things that are not necessarily easy mm -hmm. because we want to encourage people to get it right the first time instead of trying to fix it on the back end and feeling stuck and right. going through all that stuff that goes right. with it. And so this week's What's Popping is brought to us by Stoney's Gems, Paparazzi and Accessories. And tonight I'm wearing what's called um, Unapologetic. Okay. I love this piece. I do. I like it. Yeah, I, it's I really very like nice. This. this is not one of the five dollar pieces. It's the twenty five dollar uh, signature line, right? But hey, stoniesgems.com. But it's worth it. You can find it. Yeah, I really like it, and I get to look how I want to look without paying like two fifty, right, or twenty five hundred, right. That's not right. gonna work. It's regardless. nice. It's a staple piece. It's nice. I it appreciate works. that. So, what's popping this week? And you just join in with your feedback. Okay. I read online and saw a video where there was a wedding taking place and okay. right before the groom was about to recite his vows, uh -huh. a woman in a wedding dress walks in. Oh, wow. Well, his bride is already at the altar. Oh, wow. Well, his bride-to-be is already at the altar <laughs> oh, in her wow. dress. Right. So, wow. of course, the other person was what we call the side chick. Right. Who didn't know he was getting married. What do you mean she didn't know he was getting married? So she, she thought know. she was showing up to her own wedding? Well, she found out that he was getting married and decided to show up. So he was seeing her wow. and didn't disclose that he was already spoken for. Spoken and, for or not spoken for. And clearly, I'm hoping she understood at that moment, this is not my husband. Exactly. <laughs> for and either so one of them. What we talk about, and this is interesting because i had my book launch saturday oh and congratulations we had, thank you we had a relationship panel of experts and one of the topics that came up is what happens if you are planning a wedding uh -huh. and you're still in love with someone else or you propose to someone wow. and you propose to 
someone that's there because the person that you really wanted isn't available. Oh, wow. Or they turned you down already or whatever the situation is. And well, it's you have some soul on, searching to go do because you don't yeah. need to be proposing to nobody if you're nobody. still in love with the, with the ex. And so that's what we talked about at the panel. And it wow. came out of a discussion about um, my novel is entitled Second Time Around. Okay. And it's about childhood friends who grow up, live their lives, okay. run off. You know, we grow up, grow apart. Whatever right. the situation is, lose touch. Well, when they meet each other again, it's been 10 years later, life has happened, their right. relationships and kids, mm -hmm. and it's in the middle of a crisis mm. that one of them finds themselves in the middle of. And so it's... So there's some comforting going on? There's some comforting going on. That leads and to And so it's some like, what do they end up doing? Not necessarily, but yes. But see, you're in a vulnerable state already. Yes. So that doesn't... You don't need to be seeking... You know comfort or advice from somebody that you were previously you know romantically involved with because the lines are already blurred yes you know in that situation so you should you know at all costs avoid that because you'll find yourself right back into a mess a cycle of trying to figure out what this relationship is without having finished the business with the other one exactly yeah and so just that alone and then finding out about the one where the bride shows up wow and then reading another article where a bride wrote instead of reading my vows at my wedding i read the screenshots that my fiance's oh, mistress wow. sent to me the night before the wedding oh wow so this stuff is really going on wow that is wild i mean that is so wild to imagine being so emotionally distraught on what is supposed to be one of the happiest days of your life exactly and being bombarded with this avalanche of information that basically your entire relationship has been a lie the whole relationship the whole relationship but it i mean it just cements that this is not the person that i need to marry yeah that's definitely it's been the rest of my life with because i'm glad i found out now before i said i do exactly but in the same token who are you who, yeah. who are you? Who, I mean, who is this guy? And then I just wasted whatever amount of time, time we spent together. Invested, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that I could have been with the right man. Yeah. See, because you, you know, you took precious time away from me that I can't get back. Time is the one commodity that we can't get any more of. I say that all the time. And you take away my opportunity to find the right guy. Yeah. Because you wasted my time. And the Girl, manipulation in that. Wow. Yeah, and wow. they want to throw your shoe at somebody. <laughs> So absolutely, that is what's popping. That is what's popping somewhere in the world. Wow, that's wild. Yeah, that is wild. Okay, so I know that you are an author and a speaker. Mm -hmm. I know that you're a wife and a mom. Yes. What am I missing? Well, um, one of the other things that I'm um, doing is I'm the vice president of the Kevin Mathis Foundation. That is correct. And uh, we've had this nonprofit since 2004, so we're in our 15th year. Wow. Yes, yes. And we've been doing lots of amazing things in the community over the years. And outside of doing the Kevin Mathis Foundation, I'm also a registered income tax preparer. Okay. So I have my own income tax service. It's called the Tax Lady. That's good to know. <laughs> it's good to know. And I've done that for 13 years as well. Um, at a firm, at a private firm in Dallas for about seven years. And then when the management changed and my boss got sick, then I went out on my own. And I've been doing that for about six years now okay. off on my own. But, yeah. 
Yeah. So wife, mom, um, entrepreneur, and new uh, author. And new author. I'm so excited. Yeah, because I got the backstory. I know that this was something you started and stopped and started and stopped because I was fortunate enough to go to the release party. Yes. Thank you so much for coming. Welcome. So other than that, it not being the time, what were the other struggles that you think contributed to the delay? Well, the main struggle is that the delay was really because I wasn't healed yet. That's good. So I thought I was. Exactly. That's you what know? happens. And you start writing. And right. You, you start, start writing. Up stuff. Yes. Yeah. And, and all of these all of these emotions come rushing back, you know, and I thought I was ready to handle it. And I just wasn't. And it wasn't until now that I realized that the reason why I attempted to write this book twice over the last decade and was unsuccessful was because it just wasn't the right time. And it wasn't the right time because I wasn't healed. And I had to navigate through that process personally in order to get to a place where I was really free and accepting because what I thought was healing was just really um, bitterness masked as tolerance. Wow. Right? Mm -hmm. So um, until I finally embraced what was keeping me emotionally sick, Mm -hmm. which was the struggles of carrying the weight of my mom's addiction, then I was able to be free. So we call that putting a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound. Putting Band-Aid on a gunshot yeah. wound. You tried to hook it up. I tried to hook it up. <laughs> <laughs> or peeling the scab off a wound that was trying to heal. Yeah. But it's not healed and we're steady just reopening the wound, reopening the wound, reopening the wound without, you know, getting the proper treatment. Absolutely. And because one of the hardest things we have to do is face ourselves. Oh, yeah. We talk about that from one yes. week to the next. You have to do the self-work. I know that's a process that comes either through growth right or through being made yes so one way or another mm-hmm. you're going to get to where you need to get to you may as well just raise your hand and right. do it voluntarily and, and, but you have to do the work though, you have to because otherwise you find yourself stuck in a holding pattern yeah and a cycle of desolation for no reason at all because you're fearful of what's next of what's on the other side but like you said if you do the work then healing is on the other side absolutely opportunity is on the other side but it's scary i get it it's fearful we talk about that from Mm -hmm. one week to the next some people are just more complacent and would rather suffer alone than heal in public wow it's like, so you're wow. just going to carry that by yourself. In silence. Yeah. When yeah. you could actually walk with somebody who's been there and done that. Because what happens is we're so afraid to allow our most inner vulnerabilities be exposed because we think it diminishes us in some way. But that person that is so broken, the one that we keep trying to hide is the person that God wants to heal. Yeah. And it's the person that your friends need to be healed and your children and your husband, because that is the person that is really sick. Who they see is a mask or a facade of that person. Um, But once you get to that innermost person, that person that we try to hide from everybody, Mm -hmm. that's where the true healing begins. And I know that. Look, I know that from personal experience. (laughs) You and me both. (laughs) I try to tell other people that. Right. Just go talk to somebody. But keep telling. Because that, even if it's not a professional person, but a girlfriend or a neighbor or, you know, a grandma or a pastor or somebody Somebody. who will listen to you, you have to be able to communicate those feelings so that you know why it is that you're struggling. Yeah. Otherwise, you suffer in silence. Like you said, you put a band aid on a gunshot Mm -hmm. wound, but you're still bleeding. Still bleeding on other people. You're bleeding on people who didn't even cause you to bleed exactly and that's a hard place to be in right yeah because now you're just you know 
Pissing yep. everybody that's off. That's it. Pissing everybody. <laughs> Pissing everybody off. <laughs> that's it. Pissing everybody off, getting on everybody's nerves. All of that. Been mm -hmm. there, done that. Seriously. Yep. So yep. the difference, um, I'm going to say the unique quality about your story is we typically talk about relationships. And then we have other things that come mm -hmm. in and out. But yours will be the second relationship regarding a mom. Mm. Um, so your story is mm -hmm. about a mom who had an addiction. Correct. And you struggled with that throughout your childhood. Correct. And the other lady who was on some time ago, it was that she was the product of an affair. Oh, wow. And so we talk about getting the right people in the right relationships on the front end. So right. you don't have a side chick coming down the aisle in a wedding dress. Reading text messages from right. the mistress. <laughs> All that good stuff. Right. And then you end up being able to just heal and connect with who you are right. and serve other people on your own. So we say yep. we want to get the right people in the right relationships mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. we want to get people right in the relationships they're That's in. Their because mm -hmm. the truth of the That's matter good. is we find out from one week to the next, everybody is not going to just jump ship and abandon their families. And, and right. they shouldn't. Right. Right. Like, let's just say that you really should not just make a move right. that bold without right. some consideration oh, and some absolutely. prayer and some counsel. Absolutely. Some wise counsel. Some wise counsel. Yeah, wise. Absolutely. And so for yours, this really more so speaks to getting people right in the relationships mm. that they're in because you can't trade your mom no, regardless of what your story choose, is that's it you don't yeah. get to choose who your parents are yeah you know god ordains that we just have to deal with whatever circumstances that they hand us and for me i was born a drug dependent infant to a mom with a tumultuous heroin and cocaine addiction so that left me highly more susceptible to addiction wow you know so carrying the weight of um addiction trying to recover from drugs that i never even digested into my body wow. you know trying to understand what that really means but being the child of an infant uh i mean being not being being the child of an addict right is a heavy load to carry and i say that because when we think about addiction we always think about the addict themselves we almost never dissect what the family of the addict goes through. That's true. Particularly their children. The children are usually the silent victims. That's and real. And all of it. That yeah. is real. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So for me, I was carrying around all the psychological manifestations of, hey, you need to stop doing that. Or what about my kid? And constantly in pain and bitter because she continually chose drugs over me. Wow. And... But it wasn't until I got older that I really realized that I had to look at the root of the problem. And that was as an adult. And the root of the problem was it's a brain disease. It truly is. And one of the things that I say in the book is I shine a light on treating addiction for the mental illness that it is rather than criminalizing drug use. I read that because I yes. do have the book and I've been going through it. So awesome. absolutely, yeah. Awesome. And it's, I want to say it's very real. Mm -hmm. um, it's pretty raw. I want to say it's relatable, not because I know the story. I can't even think of anybody that I know with that story. I'm not saying that I don't know them. They just haven't included me mm -hmm. in that. Mm -hmm. But it's relatable from On the so perspective that, right. yes, you can see yourself. You can see what's Absolutely. happening. Um, you talk about your relationship with your dad during that time. Right. You talk about the route that you took going right. and coming home from school mm -hmm. and wanting to see your mom, not really wanting to see your mom. Mm -hmm. And so... The fear of seeing her reality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right. And, and trying to avoid that at all costs, at all costs. for yourself. Right. 
and see and that that's key too is trying to um, not really want to see her reality but as a child it's hard to dissect what it is that she was doing to herself you know we tell kids you know when we see addiction or somebody that is sick adults way of explaining it away is oh she's sick she needs a doctor yeah but to a child that means we'll take her to the hospital yeah it's just get that her some simple. help it's, it's just, just that, that simple, simple. it's yeah. just that simple but when we don't see any qualifiable results and it's the same thing over and over again then her actions are saying something very different than she needs a doctor yeah because she's living this lifestyle of um destruction on a daily basis. Yeah, it's a little more extreme than she needs a doctor. Right, it's way more extreme than she yeah. needs a doctor. And you just mentioned, you know, walking home from school. So there is a part in the school where, I mean, in the book where I talk about um, making a walk back to my aunt's house after school when my dad couldn't pick me up. And on those days, we would walk under the bridge. And there have been multiple times where I've seen her there as a helpless, wow. homeless addict under the bridge. And I would walk with my fingers crossed hiding behind the straps of my backpack so nobody could see, kind of like a good luck charm, hoping that today would be a day that I wouldn't see her. Wow. But every once in a while, I would let my eyes drift up, and there were times when I did see her sitting under that bridge as a helpless addict. And it was so, so heartbreaking to know that the person who gave you life was literally taking her own. Wow, that's deep. Mm -hmm. That's real deep. Yeah. That's a good place to segue. Awesome. A little bit more about that story. Um... You guys are listening to With the X's on Fishbowl Radio Network.
is so interesting. I don't think you guys really realize how unique y'all are. Because I'm thinking, like, as I'm listening to y'all, I'm thinking about my mom being in the room with my dad's wife. Oh. That would never happen. Get caught up with the latest with the X's. Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Fishbowl Radio Network. Everyone, this is Tony Rose from With the Exes. I would like to take this time to say thanks to all of our sponsors and listeners of the show. In appreciation of your loyalty, we will work harder to provide more quality topics and guests for your listening pleasures because, as you know, that's somebody's reality. This is Dr. Tanisha Guy, and you're listening to The Exes on Fishbowl Radio Network. That was on. They talking about he, uh, uh, Put it on. Welcome back to This Week on With the Exes. I'm Stoney Rose, and joining me this evening is author and speaker Kimberly Mathis. The name of her new book is Dope Girl. It's actually your first book, right? It is. It's my first book. And how's that journey been? It has been a labor of love. (laughs) (laughs) I know what that means, translation, but I won't translate yet. Right. It has been um, a a labor of love for sure it has been a long time coming so i'm very excited that we're finally finished with it and i get to share this story with the world um because addiction is not just something that is uh it affects many many people and like we said before the break that you will find yourself in this book and you'll find yourself in this book because even if your struggle is not addiction we all have living with something that seems to have paralyzed us in Absolutely. some way so whether it's fear or hopelessness or death or the loss of a job or whatever it may be um, we are all dealing with something and you'll find yourself in this book in that aspect so your Achilles heel may not be addiction right. but you'll still see yourself you'll in this story because the universal message is Living your truth and doing it afraid. And being dope. And being dope while doing it. (laughs) I love that. I so love that. Thank you. Um, I know that you are, I don't want to say team Lisa Nichols, but you are in the tribe. Because when you surround yourself with Lisa Nichols' tribe, you really have no choice but to become part of Lisa Nichols' tribe. (laughs) And so I love how she teaches us to take our story mm-hmm. to take our pain basically yes. and turn it into our purpose absolutely so I tell everybody you have a story to tell yes you everybody not know how to tell it or how to get it done but it's in there it's in there it is absolutely in there so i love that you were able to take what was your achilles heel yes 
and turn it into your bow and arrow that's and it. just rock with it that's it absolutely that's so we it. heard a little bit about your testimony and how you got to where you are how has what you had to grow through impacted you as a wife and a mom like were there anything in particular mm -hmm. that made you more protective more watchful more leery like were you mistrusting or um well mistrust is definitely a big mm -hmm. one because as a child growing up and seeing your mom as an addict the one thing you question is why is no one trying to help her and with that being said you don't trust people because wow. you can't understand why with so many people around and she's still in this desolate place and nobody's trying to help her so trust with other people does become an issue um, and one of the ways that I dealt with the anger of not being able to trust people is lashing out with my mouth wow. and with explicit verbal exchanges okay. and with that being said um, Speaking of my marriage, you're too cute to be cussing, girls. <laughs> and that's what they would say. Really, you are too. You so cute till you yeah. open your mouth. Oh wow! That's exactly what they would say. Okay, then moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, with that being said, in reference to my marriage, what I did was I didn't really realize that I was carrying the residue of my mom's addiction into my marriage, and I was taking all of the anger and frustration that was really resulting from misdirected, that, uh -huh. misdirected yeah. onto my husband so I wasn't yelling or fussing because you bought the wrong detergent at the store right it was really pain coming from somewhere else but it just manifests in detergent exactly girl I've been there over 20 <laughs> years I've, yeah I've been yes there. exactly so, so you guys have been married how long 18 years okay almost yeah mm -hmm. behind 18 us. years 18 years is it two girls and a boy it's two boys and a girl I have a girl 17 okay. and two boys 15 and 13 so how have you parented them differently now now that is still a struggle because okay. what I found myself doing is trying to be the mother that I didn't have yes so with that being said I was overcompensating for her failures and for what I didn't receive so I probably in some areas should have been a little bit more disciplinarian, a little bit more stern, but I left that part to my husband, okay. which was probably an unfair title for him to wear because he had to be the because he guy. had to be the the bad guy. Yeah. And that was unfair because I was too busy parenting from a place of lack. Wow. Trying to give my kids what I didn't have. Um so that manifested in some, you know, some frustration between he and I now we've worked through it now and I'm a lot better at it mm -hmm. but I still find myself sometimes overcompensating because I don't want to be that mom that is mean or nagging or doesn't listen or doesn't take interest in what they're doing I'm overcompensating for that so you are not just satisfied with being there because you could come from a place of well at least I'm here Right. Because your mom was not. No, it's so much more than just I'm here. I'm here. I'm involved. I was the room mom, the, the teen mom, okay. and the sleepover mom, and everything else because I was giving my kids a piece of my childhood that I didn't have. Right. So I wanted them to know that no matter what, that I was always going to be there. That's good. So I parented from a place of lack. That's And I, I yeah. think most people, I can't say most, Many people 
parent from a place of lack. It's mm -hmm. just different. I had a conversation with my girls maybe a couple weeks ago. We've got, um, I've personally given birth to, we've got five complete together. Okay. I've given birth to three. And so my oldest girl is 19 and then I have a 15 year old girl. And I remember telling them, I didn't have anybody coaching me when I grew up because my 19 year old she made a comment mm -hmm. you know I had a dance coach I had a track coach I had a gymnastics coach wow. I didn't need any more coaches Wow I didn't have a coach growing up I had overprotective overbearing right. parents right uh, a mom and a grandma at yes. that very domineering and it was Same. one of those <laughs> I needed somebody who could speak into my life and speak over me and wish for me for to have more and then help me to get to where I was able to yes. so it's like like a tour guide yeah yes. I needed somebody who would just take me by the hand and say this is what you do this yes. is where you want to go this is how you get there and I didn't really have that. show me better than you can tell me yeah yes and see so and that's what that's the, our, our parents from. generation and our grandparents is probably something that they didn't do a lot of because People can't give you what they don't possess. Right. And I had to accept that. But again, I was in my 40s mm -hmm. when I got to that. And so I, I told my girls, I said, you know, I have to apologize because I didn't realize I was doing that. Yes. They needed me to be more mommy. Mm -hmm. I had mommy. Right. I needed a coach. Right. So I gave them what I didn't have, right. which was a coach. Right. But they felt like they didn't always have a mommy because right. I'm always teaching them. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can have anything that you want. But you have to have a plan. But so part of your plan, plan, part of being a mommy is teaching, though, because yeah. we have, and maybe they're just their perception of it may be different. But as a parent, that's your job to to, to coach and to teach. Mm -hmm. So you know, I tell my kids that all the time, and they say, "Well, mom, you guys just don't understand," or "Oh, we understand. We've been there, done that." I this turn everything stuff into <laughs> a lesson. That's what my girls are like. You turn everything <laughs> into a lesson. Yeah. Because yeah. I want you to get it. And mm -hmm. I told them, even when they were younger, I never want you guys to ever say, I didn't know. Nobody right. ever told, told me. me. So I told them, like, way too mm -hmm. much sometimes. Mm -hmm. They're like, we need to know all that. Right. Well, you might. You might not feel right. like you need it now. Right. But it'll click. But it's better they hear it from you than somebody else. And that's my perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I agree. Uh, completely. So yeah, I agree. I said, sometimes y'all just have to suck stuff up. And I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> but see, this generation is so cookie cutter. Everything is so microwave. They want answers and stuff right now. Immediately. Real, immediately. Yeah. Everything is about an immediate satisfaction. Rather than doing the work, like we said earlier, but part of doing that work is me teaching you and showing you a different way how to get there. Yeah. You have to. Mm -hmm. You have to, one, decide that you want it that's it and then to determine how to get it right and then three who comes with you right because everybody cannot come with but how you. do you communicate that to a teenager oh uh, well <laughs> I started telling my girls when they were really young probably first going to kindergarten mm -hmm. everybody's not your friend let's just understand that part right first now day of school. everybody mm -hmm. is not your friend mm -hmm. and so they get that. It's like, I want you to have genuine, authentic relationships. So you have to guard your heart. You have to guard your space. You have to guard your mind. And I think that they do a really good job. Yeah. They do a better job at that, at their ages, than I, than I did. did. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm they, sure. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm friends with everybody <laughs> until I learn better. <laughs> right. But they are more so, I'm going to watch you. Um, I'm going to see who you are. Because I told them, watch what people do. Not don't always listen to what, what they, they say. say. That is and great that, advice. And that has stuck with them. And I had some teachers to tell me, you shouldn't be teaching your kids that. Yeah, because I want them to watch you too. Right. I, I, like, I want them to watch everybody. Agreed. 
I agree because everybody has different um I don't want to say outlooks, but it has different agendas That's for true. different things. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes people that we trust and put in positions of power to navigate our kids and mentor them through certain thing, aspects in life are not always the best fit right. based off our moral values or our Christian values or whatever. So it is beneficial to tell them to watch what people do because if you're a christian family and you instilled certain principles and their behavior is very different than what it is that you believe then it it makes sense for them to identify that behavior so that they know this is not something that we want to partake in. absolutely that spirit of discernment is real that's very very discernment that's it um i wanted to talk a little bit I'm going to get to your 501c3 program okay but if there was one thing that you wanted a reader to get from your story what would that one thing be the one thing I want everybody to take away from dope girl is we are all again dealing with something absolutely because tragedy is no respecter of persons say that again Tragedy is no respecter of persons. We will find ourselves dealing with something one way or another. Now, all problems have a shelf life, and they end up expiring one way or another, whether you make a decision to remove yourself and do something different Mm -hmm. or uncontrollable circumstances cause it to expire. All problems have a shelf life. I love that. (laughs) Thank you. So with that being said, um, I want people to know that you will find yourself in this book because what I try to do in this book is encourage people to embrace those things that are making you emotionally sick. Yes. And once you embrace those things and learn how to heal them and deal with them, then you set yourself free. You set yourself free. But we have to, like you said before, we have to do the work. And it's not it's not going to be a cakewalk, but it's so worth it. It's worth it. Once you take that first step and you feel that first sense of accomplishment and the peace that comes peace with that, that comes with it. it pushes you to take the next step. Absolutely. And it gets easier over yes, time. Yes, it does. it does. But you have to start understanding that this will cause you to evaluate all of your relationships. And that's what you should want if you want to grow true growth and be purposeful in what it is that you're doing. Yes. Being intentional about life and purpose and destiny. Yes. You shouldn't want anybody in your circle right. or in your space. Right. That's not in alignment with where God is taking you. That's right. Because you have to set boundaries around your heart, around your growth, around your process. Yeah. And sometimes we have to make the hard decision to leave behind some people we really love and care about. But they may not be in a mental space to help us get to our that destination to where God wants us to be. So not only do you have to be... Uh, purposeful about living your truth but you have to be bold and do it afraid because there's going to be fear with doing something different even if that means leaving people behind there's going to be some fear so live your truth do it afraid and be dope while doing it and when you said that at the release i was like yes (laughs) good good (laughs) yeah that is definitely a great takeaway so the program the program I read a little bit about it online, yes. and I know that it's something that you and your husband do together. Yes. Um, it involves the homeless population. You yes. have a scholarship fund. In fact, yes. I saw, uh, is there an advertisement out it's about a, it? Yes, there's an ad out on my Facebook page, and it's called the Dope Girl Scholarship. Okay. And what we are doing is we are giving away two $500 monetary cash 
prizes to two what we call dope girls in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Okay. One of them will be, and they're both female high school students that are currently enrolled in high school or will be enrolled in high school this year. And what we're going to do is give away $500 to a girl in the DISD mm-hmm. or any in a Metroplex high school and one to Skyline High School in particular because that's my alma mater. I read that. So what I want to do is I encourage everybody to go to the website at www.kmathis.com click on Dope Girl Scholarship and submit applications for those girls in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex that you think are dope and what that means is a girl living beyond adversity and circumstances and still thriving in the face of adversity. I had to put my glasses on because something is popping up on my screen and I try to stay on top of the viewer comments so let's make sure that I haven't missed any questions that someone may have for you. No. Okay. Just confirming. You guys can always call in 214-717-4678. I forget that part. (laughs) But a lot of our comments come from the Facebook viewers Mm -hmm. or people who have our cell phones personally. We get the text messages. So it's like however you get your comment in, we will take them because we want people to be part of the situation. Right. Um, Well, more part of the solution. I guess that's better. We don't Mm -hmm. want you to be part of the situation. We want you to be part of the solution. Agree. And if you can't be part of someone else's solution, then let's just work on you. Take part in your own. Yeah. Let's let's work on you and what you have going on. That's good. question because my inquiring minds want to know how in the world is the first wife and the second wife <laughs> doing a show with the husband behind the scenes running the camera this ain't something we do Hello everyone, this is Stony Rose from With The Exes. I would like to take this time to say thanks to all of our sponsors and listeners of the show. In appreciation of your loyalty, we will work harder to provide more quality topics and guests for your listening pleasures because as you know, that's somebody's reality. Because my inquiring minds want to know How in the world is the first wife and the second wife (laughs) 
doing a show with the husband behind the scenes running the camera. This ain't something we do. Catch this and more on with the X's Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Fishbowl Radio Network. Now I'm out here looking like revenge, feeling like a 10, the best I ever been. And yeah, I know how bad it must hurt to see me like this, but it gets worse. <laughs> Cause we all got crazy. We all have crazy. Oh, you gotta own you your craziness, right? right? Like I need to tell you, this is my craziness. Do you want this or you not want this? And right. I love, I, I use the matrix it. in the council session all the time. You want the red pill, the green pill. Right. And people need to have an option. Like, right. don't let me get into this and then find that's out that's you a box of Cracker Jacks and I don't like the that's game that's inside problem. of it. We, we talk about that too. Yeah. Catch this and more with the X's Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Fishbowl Radio Network. This is so interesting. I don't think you guys really realize how unique y'all are. Because I'm thinking, like, as I'm listening to y'all, I'm thinking about my mom being in the room with my dad's wife. Oh. Get caught up with the latest with the X's Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Fishbowl Radio Network. This is Michelle Stimson, and you're listening to With the X's on Fishbowl Radio Network. This is Dr. Tanisha Guy, and you're listening to the X's on Fishbowl Radio Network. Listen to With the X's Mondays from 7 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time on Fishbowl Radio Network. Find out more at www.withtheX's.com. Dope Girl, where can the listeners reach you? Listeners can reach me on my social media, which is Kimberly Curley, C-U-R-L-E-E Mathis on Facebook. Okay. And also Kimberly D, as in Desiree Mathis on Facebook as well. You can also find me at Kimberly underscore D underscore Mathis on Instagram. I felt like I should have wrote that down, but I listened to the replay. So <laughs> that's okay. I, I did find you on Facebook, but it's because we're connected to yes. some of the same people. people. And so yes. after your event, mm-hmm. I was getting tagged in the pictures, and it's like, oh, there she is. Right. Okay. So, okay. so that's simple. I'm not so hot with social media, so mm-hmm. I haven't done the twi- what is the Twitter and the Instagram. Right. So I'll find you when I when I'm I get not, out there. I'm yeah. not a good Twitter that's person myself, but thing. yes, yeah. but Instagram. I am on Instagram at Kimberly underscore D underscore Mathis. So I am there, but Twitter, I mean, Twitter is not my friend right uh-huh. now. So I, I have, have one, to, but it's like I, I have one. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> you don't really use it. Right. I try to, but it's like. It's hard. Yeah. Trying to keep up. I just feel like if I have to schedule social media time, there's something not right about that. Right. <laughs> it's like I'm supposed to do two or three posts At or tweets or whatever a day right. on each platform. It's like. Okay, who does that? It's a lot of work. It's a it's a job within itself. I need a whole social media person. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, I'm learning and we're growing and I understand that engagement is important. Yes. And the fans and the viewers want to see you. They want to get to know you, which is what I am enjoying about this process. It's allowing people in so you get to know who it is that I am more than just what it is that you think you know. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And when you get to that place where right. it doesn't even bother you, what, what people think that's it they know anymore right yeah you've gotten somewhere yeah i'm not gonna say like you've arrived right but you've gotten somewhere you grow yeah, you you've may grown. not be there but that's you're it. somewhere because at the end of the day the people that you are designed to minister to they will get the message they yeah. will hear they will be moved they will be motivated non-judgment non-judgment and that is who god wants you to touch anybody else that is critical or doesn't have something positive to say is not who God intended for you to minister it wasn't to. for them it wasn't for yeah. them wasn't meant at least for you. not in this particular season it's not for them exactly yeah that's a great way to put it not in this season yeah and where can we buy the book you can buy the book at on my website okay. at www.kmathis.com it is also on Amazon okay so you can find it on Amazon and it will be on Kindle by the end of the week but you have two places uh, kmathis.com and Amazon okay good deal mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you were able to join us thank you I had a great time we'll I appreciate it back. we have to Would have you back it. when like Lakini is here okay so you can actually meet her okay and I might know some of the same people I'm sure we do <laughs> They went to the same school, y'all. They all did. Yes. Her, her husband, LaKenya and Derek. Right. Shout out to East Texas State. Well, it's actually Texas, Texas A&M, A&M, A&M for you guys. Right. Yeah, Texas Well, A&M my husband's last year, they changed the name to Texas A&M. But okay. his four-year, previous four years, it was still East, East Texas, Texas State, State. So he feels some type of way about that. He Whoa. was like, I want my degree to say East Texas State. I didn't go to Theirs Commerce. says East Texas State. In fact, my nephew is going to... Texas A&M Commerce, Commerce. Okay. this fall. Oh, good. So he'll be there. So a new lion to the family? Yeah, and I've got a couple of other people that I know that are okay. down there. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a good school, so he'll enjoy it. I didn't know that school existed until I moved to Dallas. Really? I didn't. Well, there's, I mean, Texas A&M has so many different subsidiaries, so many different campuses, mm-hmm. but it's all a part of the A&M system. So right. It it works just fine. It's It was originally known as a teacher's college right um, but then it has grown leaps and bounds since then and they have several outstanding programs so happy All to right. be a part of it shout out to texas a and m commerce slash east texas, texas state, state. <laughs> what's the chapter out there it's epsilon sigma okay shout out to epsilon sigma yes and the from alpha theta from for, oh from alpha theta yeah, at grambling state th- mm-hmm. nice yeah. thank you we just took our uh, line um, this spring, uh, 51 new sores. Wow. Yes. Exciting. Yes. So welcome, ladies. The Alpha legacy Kappa continues. Alpha. The yes. legacy continues. I want to say that's why she's so cute, but you don't, you don't want to <laughs> offend other people. I've got friends who are in other organizations. They're cute, too, but you know. It's all good. Just like when somebody say, you're so pretty, too. What does that mean? <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah. Too. So. You look good, too. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank Thank you. you. I appreciate it. I had fun. That's good. 
and we'll get you scheduled to come back in here. Sounds good. And work on what that looks like. Thank you. Ah, now I have to get permission because sometimes I'm like go to break and my producer husband, Gary's my producer friend. My producer husband's like, it's not time to go to break. But she literally has another engagement. Dr. Tanisha Guy, and you're listening to the X's on Fishbowl Radio Network. Listen to With the X's Mondays from 7 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time on Fishbowl Radio Network. Find out more at www.withtheX's.com. Hello everyone, this is Tony Rose from With The Exes. I would like to take this time to say thanks to all of our sponsors and listeners of the show. In appreciation of your loyalty, we will work harder to provide more quality topics and yes, for your listening pleasures, because as you know, that's somebody's reality. We all have oh, You gotta own you your craziness, right? right? Like, I need to tell you, this is my craziness. Do you want this or do you not want this? And right. I love, I, I use the matrix in the counseling session all the time. You want the red pill, the green pill. Right. And people need to have an option. Like, right. don't let me get into this and then find out that's you about a Cracker Jacks. And I don't like the that's game that's inside problem. of it. We, we talk about that, too. Yeah. This and more with The X's Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Fishbowl Radio Network. This is so interesting. I don't think you guys really realize how unique y'all are. Because I'm thinking, like, as I'm listening to y'all, I'm thinking about my mom being in the room with my dad's wife. Oh, 
Get caught up with the latest with the X's Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Fishbowl Radio Network. Hi, this is Dee Dee Ingram, host of the Dee Dee Ingram Show, heard right here on the Fishbowl Radio Network. Join me and my co-host, Alan Bond, Troy Washington, and the lovely Candace Jackson each and every Tuesdays from 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time for some of the most interesting topics on radio along with the best in urban contemporary music. Experience the show where laughter is the norm, not the exception. Don't miss the show. That's the D.D. Ingram Show. On FishbowlRadioNetwork.com. Jump in. Back in my day, we advertised like men. Get up on the rooftop and use what we called lung pyre. Come and get it! Nowadays, they got what's called the internet. It goes worldwide. And on this internet is what's called fishbowlradio.com, a network of over 100 personality-driven radio shows. Now that's a lot of lung power. Sounds like a good way to get the word out about your business. Call them, 817-633-4880, and jump in. Hi, my name is Jamie with the Washington Agency of AIL. Are you a competitor with the determination of greatness? Well, the Washington Agency is looking for candidates like you to join our team. Please call 682-888-2879 and schedule you for an interview. Let's see if you have what it takes to be great. Hi, this is Amber of Four Word, Texas, and you're listening to Fishbowl Radio Network. Welcome back to With the Exes. I'm Stony Rhodes, and I was about to say, and joining me is, but I am in the studio with Gary from Fishbowl Radio Network. They can't see you. You want to wave? No? Nothing? <laughs> He's like, leave me alone. I am going to recap hashtag literary lemonade launch from this past weekend. I literally had a blast and it's because I had some great people joining me the readers and the listeners and the viewers and this is where I'm going to give a plug if you actually have your copy of second time around which is available on Amazon as um, a physical book or an ebook or you can also get it on withtheexes.com and you want to participate in this discussion you can call me at 214-717-4678 we are not going to give away any of the goods but I would like some reader feedback just were you able to connect to the story which characters were most relatable anything that stood out specifically from you. I've gotten some great views and I am super excited about them so you guys keep them coming. When we did the launch party this past weekend, I had a panel of guests and they included King Charles from King Charles Topic of the Week show as well as Marriage Untamed with Michael and Zandra Rutledge and of course Dr. Tanisha Guy she surprised us with her appearance because I originally expected her to be out of town so when she made it it was like yes my whole team is here and it was a fabulous event that people were still talking about 
even on today. And so I'm praying for how to do something similar, but on a larger scale. So we're going to see what happens and what comes about. For those of you who don't know, Second Time Around is my first novel. I wrote under the name Stony Rose, or I write under the name Stony Rose because Stony is my alter ego. I like Stony. She does all the things that I might not be able to get away with. And so I'm using this season that I'm in to just recreate what I want my life to look like. Lisa Nichols said, I think a couple years ago when I was, when I first found out about her and started to follow Motivating the Masses, she talked about how we can envision something bigger and something better and how if we do even the smallest things, we can recreate our lives and make them unrecognizable. And so at first I kind of just thought about what that might look like in my mind. I believed her, but I don't know if I believed her enough to do anything. And then it got to the place where I really was thinking, okay, I want to do something different. I don't know what different looks like, but anything is worth a try because I was just in a season of let's see what happens. And I say that from one day to the next, let's just see what happens. And so this is what happened, a new radio talk show a new novel, a new relationship panel that may evolve, could potentially evolve into something that we actually are able to do videos with. Um, because I want to give people different experiences and different avenues and different opportunities to talk about those things that are real. And so we say from one week to the next, with the exit is the safe place to start the hard conversations. and. We want to give people every opportunity to talk about what it is that's real and relevant to them. The guest just said it. Kimberly said everybody's issue is different, but everybody has an issue for the most part. We talked about her book, Dope Girl. So everyone may not be able to relate to drug addiction or drug abuse or a parent who has a drug addiction, but there's something that keeps you up at night there is something that keeps you in a state of repetitive um, mundane getting by to get by doing what i need to do as opposed to what i want to do and it's a cycle that's systematic that we need to decide on our own to break whatever that looks like for you and so for me that's always been writing and i got to recreate characters and so i decided that I would take this time, if you missed it on the first part, both Derek and Lakinya are out tonight, and I'm feeling like God is testing me in this space, and he's growing me in this season, because I never thought I'd be in the studio by myself, so I don't know what that is about, but we shall see. It could just be that Derek and Lakinya are out, or it could just be that I'm really supposed to be talking to somebody, and you guys know how I feel about having a like real live public platform all by myself so we'll see what happens and what comes out of that in the meanwhile i am going to read a little bit from second time around and i'll talk to you about what questions and answers came out of the panel discussion on saturday and so a little bit of the backstory is that We've got two childhood friends that grew up, went away to school, life took off. 
they hadn't seen each other and he shows up on her wedding day and they have this conversation where he actually starts to reconsider all the things that happened in their childhood that got them to the place where they kind of drifted apart and this could be somebody's story we talked about it at the relationship panel we talked about what happens if you are still connected to somebody and you're planning a wedding or you're still connected to somebody and you are proposing to be married so let's just see what happens and if there's anyone who has any comments again you can call it 214-717-4678 or you can enter your comments or questions on facebook live here goes again i am reading from second time around a novel by stony Rhodes. it is the first book in the sweet and sour series and you can find it on amazon as well as on with the kendall woodchase could be thinking his facial expression had suddenly become serious and the mood had changed significantly i really am sorry about everything kendall smiled it was a long long time ago chase you said it yourself we're big kids now yeah i know it's just that i never wanted to hurt you all those years ago we've been friends since we were in the playpen i guess i took for granted that you would always be there and i didn't want to leave again without saying goodbye kendall sighed it had taken a wedding to get chase's attention and to hear that he loved her beyond their friendship he'd never asked her out and threatened anyone else who did she'd never gone out until she got to texas but chase had been her best friend and no one else compared to the way he made her laugh or how he listened when she defended her and came to her rescue with him she'd always felt safe always felt valued always felt protected until his girlfriend elena had come along thank you she whispered that means a lot i missed you when you weren't there but i thought you forgot about me nah never i just figured you wouldn't want anything to do with me and it was better if i stayed away so after i left for nyu and purposely avoided you kendall reflected on her first summer and holiday breaks back home during freshman year of college chase didn't come home for thanksgiving and she couldn't make it for christmas he had basketball by then she had jason jason kendall thought she shifted her thoughts to the man who had held her heart for the last few years he had been her confidant and her study partner he had made her laugh until she cried but had never replaced her friend she loved chase but she was marrying jason i knew i was wrong when my parents pulled off but i convinced myself if you cared you would never you would have come over you never even looked up kendall turned returned her attention to chase how do you know and why would i come over there i know because i watched you until i could no longer see you kendall blushed i told myself you should have come over because you were the better friend I know I didn't deserve it, but you'd always been the better friend. Oh, so you just figured I might as well sick it up and come to you. Yeah, I did. Typical. Well, look, I hate to have dug all of this up now. I just wanted to see you. As soon as I heard, I threw a bag together and hit the highway. Are you serious? Yes. Why? Because at the end of the day, Chase spoke 
as he took two steps in Kendall's direction and exhaled. I needed to see you. Kendall, I wanted to see you. I needed to see you for myself. I realize how this must sound now, but I wanted to tell you. Chase took a deep breath and exhaled. I needed to tell you. Before he could utter the words, Kendall screamed, Oh my God. Are you serious? Now? Today? I know. I just panicked. I didn't know what else to do. I drove 90 miles per hour all the way here. I didn't know what I was going to do. I just knew I wasn't going to leave this time. I couldn't. You couldn't? Kendall pressed her palms against her cheeks. Oh my God, he is not serious. He can't be. She looked up as if talking to the ceiling. Unbelievable. Freaking unbelievable. Chase watched as Kendall paced back and forth. Suddenly, he regretted his semi-confession. He never wanted to upset her, but there was no way he could take it back now. He had to finish. And as long as she hadn't said I do, there was still time. So, that's where we ended the first read for the Literary Lemonade launch party on this past Saturday. And several of the relationship panelists had a lot to say about it. In fact, if you want to check that out, it's posted on Casey's Royal Conversations page on Facebook. I'm going to try to connect with him and see if I can get it and place it on an external site somewhere like um, YouTube if I can't get it to with the X's page. But if you have any comments or if you are in that situation, maybe you know someone in that situation, this is kind of like the what's popping now when the bride was at the altar getting ready to hear her groom confess his love for her during their vows and the side chick walked in with her own wedding dress on so the question was what counsel what advice would you give to someone who you know is planning a wedding let's say six months from now and is still caught up with someone from six years ago or even six months ago what advice would you give a guy who you know has proposed to one woman and is still seeing another woman and so the therapist the relationship coach and the marriage counselor all had a lot to say and most of it dealt with doing the self-work which Kim and I talked about tonight working on yourself and doing what needs to be done so that you don't cause any pain to someone else it's one of those and this was said at the relationship panel. Do you want your heartburn now or do you want your heartburn later? And another guest panelist explained. He said, well, my mama used to tell me, do you want this whooping now? Do you want this whipping later? Either way, it's coming. I see somebody setting the microphone up. <laughs> do you have a comment? Uh, nah, yeah, I just wanted to jump in because, you know, Go right it, uh, on ahead. this definitely feels like a relatable subject. And okay. the whooping thing, yeah, I definitely can relate to that. They come. So, um, just like you and your guests were talking about earlier, um, the Band-Aid and the scab thing, like, that's really what it is. And me personally, I've done that before. Uh, I was that guy who, you know, growing up in my younger days, I'm older now. I okay. got a son and everything. I matured, ladies, but... <laughs> In my younger days, I was a jerk. I was one of those dudes that 
like purposely wanted to go for the good girl just because it was a challenge to me i thought wow knowing that i didn't want anything serious with her and knowing that i personally knew good guys that were interested in her as well that could have been way better for her but i said no let me try to get her just for my ego and it, it ended up it hurts it hurts them yeah in that time in that moment they mm -hmm. grow for it but me being the guy being the jerk it, it kind of worsens over time because really? i had to deal with what i did you know now she, yeah she got her heart broken but she eventually met a good guy right. and she's happy now she grew through that and now that karma and that negative energy is is on me now i'm having to deal with it now okay personally and it carries over to future relationships because uh, a couple relationships after that now i have a good girl and i want to be a good guy to her and all the while i'm thinking man what if she's talking to a guy that i used to be like or what if she's doing what i did to women now she's doing it to me so oh so yeah. trust issues exactly yeah wow. like i was digging my own hole in the trust issue pond and <laughs> you weren't even aware i appreciate yeah. that comment thank oh, yeah. you thank you that's good especially coming from a guy because we like to know what you guys think but you guys don't always want to say anything it's that whole thing how you doing today i'm good I hear that from people a lot, and it's because I'm a talker. Derek will ask me how I'm doing, and I'm the one that says I'm good. <laughs> it's like so we have to build a bigger vocabulary. So King Charles was the one who actually said, "You want the whooping now, or do you want the whooping later?" But the whooping is actually coming. The second part was I should have marked this page. Um, I know where it is though. Basically. Something has happened in one of their marriages, well, in Kendall's marriage, since she's the one that's married in this story, and she ends up on a business trip out of the state where they live, and she runs into who else but her best friend on this business trip, and it gets iffy because as you read it, it's like your heart really does go out to them, the two of them, because you read and know that their friendship is genuine. And you also recognize that what they have is real, not necessarily um, romantic, but real. And so this one caused a lot of commotion at the panel discussion because everybody thought something different might have happened and I'm continuing to turn the pages because I'm close to what I'm looking for hang on and this chapter reads and then we'll do another talk back again the number is 214-717-4678 welcome to Chicago it is currently 54 degrees and 2 a.m. Eastern Standard Time Kendall stretched and yawned Thankful for a few hours of sleep, she still looked forward to stretching out in the king-size bed that awaited her at the Westin Hotel. Thank you for flying American Airlines. We hope you enjoy your stay, the pilot concluded. Kendall stood and gathered her belongings, one purse under the seat in front of her and the rolling bag in the overhead bin above. Exiting the plane, she turned on her phone to confirm the location of her driver. Kendall walked along the corridor with the other passengers to the baggage claim exit. Her sleep-filled eyes met those of a stranger holding a sign with her name on it. 
Hello, I'm Dr. Kendall Winters. Good morning, ma'am. I'll get that for you. The stranger smiled. Although anything but happy, Kendall returned the gaze. Following closely behind the middle-aged man, she tried to relax. It had been a long week and she needed the simplicity of life to simply return. Can I get you anything, he offered. Water? Soda? Kendall declined and buckled her seatbelt. She closed her eyes and enjoyed the smoothness of the ride. Twenty minutes later, they were in downtown Chicago. Thank you, sir. Kendall tipped the driver and followed the bellman. Now, almost 3 a.m., she could hardly keep her eyes open. She had rested best she could at her sister's, but having gone from Louisiana to Texas to Chicago in a 48-hour time span was proving to be draining. Still, she needed to get to her room and settle down before her 1 p.m. meeting with Loyola University Medical Center. All checked in. Enjoy your stay here at the Western Michigan Avenue, the front desk attendant saying cheerfully. Right this way, ma'am. Kendall continued to follow the bellman through the lobby into an elevator up the building, down the hallway into her room. She could hardly keep her eyes open. Kendall waited as the man turned to leave. Thank you, sir. Here you go. Thank you, ma'am. Enjoy your stay. So now we know that she is not home anymore. She has actually landed and is in the place where fate happens or trouble starts. Like it depends on how you perceive that as the reader. Kendall, Kendall. Slowly she turned to see an old familiar face in the midst of several tall, good looking men. Wow, it really is you. I I can't believe it. Kendall threw her arms around her old friend and clung on for life. Frozen, he stood still unsure of what was taking place. Kendall released her grasp and took two steps backward, her eyes filled with tears. Looking around, Chase needed to get Kendall out of the lobby and away from his teammates. He pulled her aside and ushered her closer to the elevators. Covering her cheeks with his palms, he dried her eyes with his thumbs. Kendall, what are you doing here? What happened? Why are you crying? I'm here on business, she murmured. Why are you here? Me too. We have a game tonight. We play the Bulls. And you're staying here at the Westin? Chase smiled. I was about to ask you the same thing. You're staying here at the Westin? Kendall hadn't seen Chase since her wedding day. Now, on the brink of divorce, what were the chances she'd be staying in the same hotel as the Dallas Mavericks on a business trip to Chicago? Chase waited for an empty elevator. Pushing the number to his floor, he waited for the door to close. Kendall, please tell me what happened. No longer crying, she managed to smile. He still cared. After all this time, he still cared. It's a long story. Maybe some other time. What? Chase calmed down when the elevator suddenly stopped. Still holding her hand, he escorted Kendall through the door and led her to his room. Kendall remained quiet. Kendall, I don't know what's going on, but I'm not going anywhere until you tell me why you're crying. Surely you weren't that happy to see me, especially since the last time you saw me, you told me to get out. Kendall remembered Chase had made her so angry with his, his confession of love that she dared not show her own. Now, on opposite sides of the country, the two, men stood face, the two of them stood face to face alone in a posh hotel room. What are the chances, she asked herself. He waited. Again, it's a long story. We really don't have time to. Kendall... I'm not going anywhere, not until you tell me what happened. Chase sat on the edge of the bed. 
Kendall walked to the window and stared at the Sears Tower across the street. It's Jason, she started. Jason, what did he do? Kendall turned around. He had an affair. I just found out a few weeks ago. Chase watched Kendall. His heart broke and her eyes filled again with tears. Visibly angry, he walked to the window and stood next to her. What do you want me to do? Kendall sighed. I just want you to hold me. Hold me tight and don't let go. So obviously, now there is a situation. And this became one of the most heated topics of discussion at the launch party on Saturday because there was the perspective of, okay, you've got this married woman who is potentially on the brink of divorce, who has re-encountered her best friend and the person she feels most loves her in the world and the person she probably most loves in the world, especially now under the circumstances. And then it was the perspective of, well, they really are just friends. So when she saw him, she was just hurting and happy at the same time. And so there was a deep discussion that took place because there were people who felt like she shouldn't have been there. And then there were people who felt like, well, had her husband not done what he did, she wouldn't have been there in the first place. And so that dialogue went backwards and forwards. And again, if you are on Facebook and you want to catch that for yourself, it is on Casey's Royal page. And again, I'll try to post it externally for those of you who do not have access to Facebook. But in the meantime, if you want to join the discussion, you can post your questions and comments. I'm reminded because Derek always tells me that our show is topic driven and not call driven but then he always says give out the number over the camera so for those of you who want to call it's 214-717-4678 and the question that went with this one was a little different from the first one what counsel would you give to them before Kendall got married the question that went with this was what do you think happened and so there were people who thought that in that particular chapter Kendall and Chase actually ended up together. In fact, someone said she probably got even, which is some people's reality. You find out that's what happened and your first thought, male or female, could be, okay, I'm gonna hurt you like you hurt me. Then there was also the idea that maybe he really did just hold her and just let her cry and get all of that out. But then someone shared that they hadn't always been saved and back in their heyday, many of the women they had consoled in that situation, they ended up sleeping with in that moment. And it's like, oh, okay. So the explanation given was, you know, you're holding them, they're crying, male or female, man or woman, doesn't matter. And you go from being the one that's kind of stroking the face and wiping the tears and pushing the hair back out of their face and now your cheeks are rubbing up against each other like it was real detailed like <laughs> like now you've gone from just holding and consoling to kissing and one of the panelists was like so now at this point the curtains are being pulled together and the clothes are coming off and as the author i was like well i didn't write that like that but as a reader it's up to you to decide how you want this story to play out. 
from one chapter to the next. And that's because I really wanted this to be a story where people saw themselves or someone that they knew and could take tools from this same story and apply them or share them. It's one of those things where you know the stove is hot. You're not going to sit there with a bag of popcorn and just wait for somebody to touch it. And so it's if you're in a situation where this is you, what is it that you might want to reconsider in this moment? Like, is this a sign where you're out or is this a sign where you hold tighter and you cling on? It's on the back cover. Um, will Kendall and Jason succumb or succeed in marriage if failure is not an option? Or will Chase remind her that any love which starts to fade didn't really exist in the first place? Can they stop what never ended decades ago? Or will they begin what never really started the second time around? question because my inquiring minds want to know how in the world is the first wife and the second wife <laughs> doing a show with the husband behind the scenes running the camera this ain't something we do is so interesting I don't think you guys really realize how unique y'all are because I'm thinking like as I'm listening to y'all I'm thinking about my mom being in the room with my dad's wife oh that would never happen get caught up with the latest with the exes Monday 7 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Fishbowl Radio Network now I'm out here looking like revenge Feeling like a 10, the best I ever been And yeah, I know how bad it must hurt to see me like this But it gets worse Cause we all got crazy We all have crazy oh, You gotta you own your craziness, real. right? Like I need to tell you, this is my craziness Do you want this or you not want this? And right. I love, I, I use the matrix in the counseling session all the time You want the red pill, the green pill right. And people need to have an option Like, right. don't let me get into this and then find that's out that's you a box of Cracker Jacks And I don't like the that's game that's inside problem. of it We, we talk about that too Yeah Catch this and more with The X's Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Fishbowl 
Radio Network. glad to have producer Gary and I don't like I have to give your name producer Gary like Gary isn't just good enough we love Gary around here he is part of our team he don't know it yet you're like uh what do you call it honor honorary you're yeah. like an honorary with the Xer. yeah that's cool I like make that, that up. <laughs> okay <laughs> producer Gary is pretty dope that I, producer I, I Gary, that. Yeah. that's what you are and so again 214-717-4678 is there anything you want to throw in? No? Yay? Nah. You're nah. good? Yeah, okay. the show's awesome. I'm, I'm just glad to be a part of, uh, of the ride. You know? I appreciate that. This is definitely, you know what? This is bigger than technical difficulties. From one week to the next, we have something or another going on. I can't even call this a technical difficulty. Yeah. This is just life <laughs> happening, I guess. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. So, y'all, I need y'all to give me y'all's feedback and let me know whether or not y'all ever need me in here by myself or not. We may have to call in and say, y'all play an archive. We haven't done that yet. We've been on the air since January 14th, and we've not called in and said, hey, would y'all throw, throw in a replay for us? So we've been here consistently every Monday since January 14th. I'm applaud myself, pat myself on the back for that. We are keeping it moving. So if you're wondering what's going on, both Derek, producer Derek, had to work on a project this evening, and... Guest co-host LaKingia is also out, and I am in here learning, doing some stretching and growing by myself. Earlier, we had author Kimberly Mathis in, so you can find out more about her, kmathis.com. She is the author of Dope Girl. She's also a speaker, and she has many things going on. Um, there's a scholarship. You guys can check that out on her website. Again, it's kmathis.com. And I'm going to read just a little bit more. We were talking earlier about hashtag literary lemonade launch party. I'm going to give you guys the backstory before I do the final read. So I was asked Saturday, how did I come up with the whole literary lemonade concept? And it's interesting because I shared that I found out I was divorced, I guess about... Noah's nine now, so about six years ago when he was about three. I found out I was divorced and I had remarried and had a son. Can you believe that? Just nod your head. Can you believe that? No, you're not supposed to say yeah. <laughs> no, somebody came and told me that I was divorced and had gotten remarried and had had a son. Like, how do you find out that you're divorced? Man, that sounds like that that'd be a not so pleasant way to find out either. Well, I was at work and someone came to sign their child up for the summer program at my job and I knew them from another church and she basically asked how was the family and I had asked how her family was. And I said, Oh, everybody's good, you know, Derek's doing this, the girls are doing that and she was like, Wait, what? And I'm like, Yeah, everybody's good and she said, 
girl, I thought you had divorced and remarried. I was like, well, why would I be divorced and remarried? She was like, we thought that's why you left the church because I know them from another church. She said, they saying y'all left the church because y'all got a divorce and y'all not even together anymore and you have remarried and your son is for your new husband. And I said, well, that's news to me. I didn't even know that. That's like finding out you're dead <laughs> and you've been alive the whole time. So that's where Literary Lemonade came from because when I read somewhere Beyonce said that she and Jay-Z made $15 million off of cheating rumors I told Derek we don't know enough people because we hadn't made $15 off of me being divorced and remarried with a baby I mean the divorce should have at least been $5 the remarriage should have been another dollar and, and the baby should have been a whole 10 by himself I should have made $20 so me being the creative spirit and the strategist that I am second time around is the story that was born out of that and it's literary lemonade because I obviously am not Beyonce. I don't sing, I write. So it's literary lemonade and it is from the Sweet and Sour series because the stories are bittersweet, but they're real. And so this is the first book in the Sweet and Sour series. And I had the literary lemonade launch party this past Saturday and I am working on dates for the bittersweet book tour and i know that's a lot to keep up with y'all probably like okay the literary lemonade the sweet and sour series and the bittersweet book book tour but it'll all make sense i have my cute little lemony dress on and it's a nice theme i am looking forward to getting enough people to reach out to me i've had some people to reach out and say that they would like to do talkbacks and so i'm excited about those i'm going to call those sweet and sour sundays with stony because again it's the lemonade theme and if you want to be a part of that you can inbox me on facebook or email info at with the that's info at with the and just let me know hey i want to participate in a talkback because i want to hear the readers hearts and the listeners and the viewers hearts i don't want to leave anybody out on facebook or anchor wherever you may be connecting with us and as i go into this last little set i wanted to honor the time at the launch party so i didn't read the third portion and do the third talk back so you guys actually get a bonus because this is the question that ties it all in once we find out about the wedding day disruption and then we find out about the business trip surprise we go into Kendall now being back home and so I'm going to do just the last paragraph of that because the biggest challenge comes at the end obviously so Kendall immediately rolls her bags and headed in the direction of the guest room. Jason quickly made his way across the room and stood in front of her. He used his body to block the main hallway, although carefully considering the impact of one blow to the wrong body parts. Can we at least talk? We will, just not tonight. Jason moved and Kendall rolled her bags around him. Her cell phone rang and she answered, Hi, yes, I made it. Kendall tried to get past Jason's slender yet muscular frame. Jason hesitated. I missed you, Kay. 
Kendall continued to walk. She hadn't had time to miss him. From Louisiana to Illinois and back to Texas, she hadn't slowed down, slowed down enough to miss anyone but her children. Her mind still raced, her heart still pounded, and her body was still numb from both shock and confusion. Chase had given her new life and something to consider that went beyond Jason. When he had touched her, her body responded. Her mind was neutral, but her heart had decided years ago. Jason was the only man she'd ever made love to, but he had betrayed her now. Now, between the two of them, she hadn't been able to come to terms with all that had taken place. One was the center of her joy, and the other was the bane of her belief. And so the question that didn't get asked on Saturday was in the state of awareness that we're in now as a nation and hopefully around the world about mental health and as it relates to this show, marriage and mental health, what decisions should Kendall make or what are the things that she should be focusing on most in this season? And from my perspective as the writer, I want the reader to really take that conversation with themselves to heart, whether it's for you, for a friend, or any other loved one. You have to take into consideration all that this person is dealing with, all that this person knows that you may not necessarily know. And if you can't help them, point them in the direction of someone who can. It's, it's kind of like time out for us just giving blanket advice. Just pray about it. Nope, you're going to have to do a little bit more than pray about it. Sleep on it. Nope, you're going to have to do a little bit more than sleep on it. And don't be so ready to advise people to put people out and move on. I wouldn't take that if I was you. Well, you're not me. So let's just have that conversation and what that might look like. And again, the King and I even said this last week, the very things that we tell people we wouldn't put up with, we are secretly putting up with. So let's just stop that whole lie and help ourselves while we try to help other people. Again, 214-717-4678. I am checking Facebook. No comments. Okay. So, again, you can get the book second time around on Amazon. It's an ebook and a paper book as well as with the X's.com www.withtheexes.com
Welcome back to With the Exes. I'm Stony Rhodes. And in my mind, I keep wanting to wait for Lakinya to say, and I'm Lakinya Moore. <laughs> so I'm going to have to tell her she was missing this evening. I want to thank you guys for joining us tonight. The topic was wholeness. I said it once before Kimberly got here, but her story was about her relationship with her mom. And that was one of our episodes where we didn't necessarily talk about getting the right people in the right relationship because you are born with the people that you were born with in your family. There's no getting right about that. Like you can't replace your mama. You might try to replace your mama with a favorite auntie or something, but that's not really how that works. So this was more of getting people right in the relationships they're in. Next week, joining us for a sense of purpose is going to be Sandy Johnson. In fact, she has a collaboration book project that's out. It's called Collateral Beauty. And I'm actually one of the featured co-authors in that book. My story... Well, the book is um, about those things that we go through and then we have to find the things that are valuable during those seasons. So it's based on the whole idea of the movie that Will Smith was in, Collateral Damage, where he had the conversations with, I think it was Time, Love. I can't think of the other one. It was three different people that he, well, three different spirits that he came into contact with. And so this book is based on that there are some beautiful stories very beautiful real raw stories that all of the other contributing authors wrote for themselves and then my story is also in there and I talk from the point of view of what it is that I went through before this season of elevation I guess will be a good word to call it because you don't realize when you're going through stuff that there's something better on the other side. People tell you that all the time. And then when it happens, you're like, oh, I guess it was worth going through what I went through. And so for me, bringing Sandy on, she did the vision board experience with us some months ago. And so this is going to be part of that. It's what do you do when you have these moments where it seems like nothing in life is going right? How do you know what to look for? How do you know what to gain? How do you know what it is that you should even be doing and so we're talking about purpose and we started this off with chemistry which was Dr. Guy and it's going to always from one week to the next week get better and I'm just glad that you guys get to be part of that and it's one of those things where we're all growing I'm growing as a writer, as a speaker, which is something I told y'all from day one I did not want to do. And it's one of those things where life is good right now. I've got the novel, the show, and a collaboration. Got some editing projects. Got a lot going on in this season, but I'm grateful. There is probably five more minutes left if anybody wants to call and get in and just say hey if you are reading the book if you have read the book I appreciate hearing from you 214-717-4678 the feedback really has been good and I'm not just saying that because I wrote the book I'm saying that because the feedback really has been good I got a call one day last week from someone who said they laughed and they cried and they could relate to one of the characters in particular because they felt like that was their life 
in the season that they had just come out of and so that was good um, I've also heard that it's very thought-provoking and this is good for me to know because from week to week that's what I want this show to be about so to know that that was able to transcend over and to transfer into the book that was a win for me and this came from reputable people some of my guest panelists whom I consider to be experts in this field and so to be told that the book is thought-provoking and gives a different perspective was also good I was told this book is fire like just simply this book is fire so that was good got a text from a relative who has a friend who's actually reading the book and she sent me a screenshot of their conversation and it said I'm hooked I'm sneaking reads at work and so it's one of those books that once you start you really will keep going uh, someone texted or called and said they were still reading at two o'clock in the morning like they stayed up to finish the book I've done that before with other people's books so I know what that feels like and as a writer who has created something where people feel like I don't want to go to sleep because I want to know what happens it's like kudos and congratulations to me because I was able to give someone else what another author gave to me in one of their stories so I am grateful 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 I'm enjoying the journey and I am excited about where I am and glad that you all get to be part of it I don't know how I feel about this, these one-on-ones by myself I probably shouldn't do this anymore <laughs> nobody out there I'm gonna wave to the people in Facebook land because as soon as you tell me that we are off the air I'm getting off the air this is one this is really stretching and growing me but again i appreciate every opportunity that god has given me and i never know what he's doing and i encourage everyone else i said this saturday at the launch whatever it is that you're trying to do make sure that you're trying to do what you were put here to do life will be a little bit easier if you figure out what your purpose is and just go with it instead of just starting to do stuff and realize that's not what you really wanted in the first place and let's try to figure that out before we get in relationships that's really important really important do you and and not someone else and that's that's pun intended pun intended in that and so i appreciate you guys for joining us and next week everybody should be back in the studio we might even have gary back in the studio <laughs> he's like leave me out of this derek will be here McKinney will be here. I will be here. That's how that works with the X's on Fishbowl Radio Network. For more information about Second Time Around, you can get it on Amazon or on with the X's.com.